What's up, my Chicagoans? I'm super excited for today's podcast because it's about two brothers who started a branding agency after not being happy with their previous employment. Now, one brought to the table the design skills and the other business in marketing. And together, they made one heck of a duo. So please welcome, from Blaney Creative, Chris Blaney. You're listening to the Chicago Hustle, a podcast that highlights the struggles, successes, and overall journey of Chicagoans pursuing their passion. My name is Edward Terrace, and I'm a Chicago real estate broker that focuses on understanding the rental and sales market to facilitate the sale of property, along with providing my clients a roadmap to one of the biggest necessities of life, a place to call home. And I'm sitting down with our neighbors to learn about their process, the lessons they've learned, and how they're making an impact. Okay, and we're live, man. Thank you so much for being on the Chicago Hustle. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, I see right away you got your brand right on your shirt. That's you gotta, you know, you gotta represent every time we can. It's the get the swag out there and wear it to meetings and all the events we're going to. So yeah, we're trying. (laughs) You know, I always wonder when it comes to people that you know when they have a business and they offer a service. I'm like. I wonder if it's weird for them when they do it for themselves. You know what? It's, it, it kind of is in an aspect. Um, the, the coolest part about doing what we're doing now, so myself and my brother, we run our branding agency together, and we kind of went back and forth on if we wanted to come up with a name for the agency we have, but we figured putting our name on it would be kind of give us that sense of pride about what we're doing and really mm-hmm. – you know, everything we did, you know, our name is affiliated with it. So it just kind of every single time we're communicating with someone, every time we're at a meeting, every time we're wearing it, we're conscious about that. So, I mean, it's a little strange uh, because, you know, you introduce yourself and it's the name of your company, but uh, yeah, but no, we enjoy it. It's, it was a conscientious decision for us to do. Yeah. And I could, uh, you know, I might actually pick your brain a little bit because, so I have buddies that are like, um, real estate agents in other states and they're like you know i'm thinking about starting my own you know my own company my own brand but i don't know if i want to put my name in it uh and and how that might be so i'm sure it is a little bit weird when it's you know your name but i wouldn't have thought when i when i'd see blaney i mean blaney creative is am i saying it correctly yep exactly Uh uh-huh uh i'm sure some people might botch your name i'm sure maybe (laughs) but um I mean, is with, with Blaney creative, I mean, it seems to be a, you know, I wouldn't think it was like just a random name. It seems to be a, you know, a good brand. It, it, it worked well enough. Yeah. The, the name wasn't anything overly complicated or difficult and it kind of flows with the, not too many syllables in the whole title <laughs> of the business. So uh, yeah, no, it, it worked out well for us. We're uh, for the time being, we're content with it. That's cool, man. Yeah. So the, you know, the cool thing about this podcast and some people may have heard of my other episodes is, and, and I'm sure you can contest this too with your businesses, you know, thankfully with the, the Chicago Hustle podcast where we interview, you know, Chicago entrepreneurs, uh, business owners, movers, shakers, just kind of in the area is everything's pretty organic because we're all connected in some way. And uh, Matt Quigley is actually one of your guys' clients. Mm-hmm. MMA fighter is previously on the podcast. Yep. Did he kind of just, did you guys know each other beforehand or how did you guys get connected? Yeah, that was kind of a cool connection. My brother, Kevin, actually, he, both of us run with a bunch of different circles around here in the suburbs and the city. And he was a cousin of one of my, one of my brother and partner, Kevin's friends. So uh, I think they were just out and about one night and Kevin was explaining that he was kind of starting up his, agency with me and sort of you know what we were about and Matt needed some work at the time he wanted a website he wanted some design work and uh, we were just getting started and you know like you said we're all kind of intertwined with stuff and we figured it'd be a good chance to you know help someone out and get his name you know kind of branded and pushed out there for what he's doing and vice versa Um, you know he helps plug us with things and it's just been a great partnership because yeah, we, uh, 
it's one of those things like I was never, I've never really followed the sport much. And now I'm following my, I'm finding myself like looking at it all the time and kind of keeping up on what's going on. And I mean, the coolest part is we started working with him a couple of years ago and I mean, how he's progressed has just been outstanding. Like he's got a title fight coming up on, I think it's a month away. I think it's uh, Sunday, December 15th. It is, uh, it is December 15th with Fight a Card Entertainment. Yep. 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 Exactly. So, I mean, it, it's just been awesome because he, he's been able to kind of continually push his own image and his own brand while, you know, we've been able to kind of see that progression and development, which, I mean, that's, that's what we love to do. And it's, you know, we don't get, we, we work with all sorts of companies and individuals and groups um, but getting that more personal touch where it's, you know, something that, I mean, means a lot and, you know, really drives him and is something that he's passionate about versus like just, you know, pushing a product for some company or, you know, building a logo for uh, another group. Um, you know, that's cool stuff to do. And that's what we really pride ourselves in doing and being able to kind of help people get to that next level that they want from a branding and creative standpoint. Totally. Have you watched any of his fights? I've been, yeah, I've been to, I think two or three of them now at this point. And I mean, he's a beast. It's great watching him in there. He has not lost since I've been to a fight. So I got to start going to more. Um, I'll definitely be at that uh, title fight on uh, December 15th. So that'll be fun to watch. I'll be, dude, we should actually, Meet up with them. I'm going to be there. I'm going to go watch. Awesome. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Have you gotten tickets yet? I actually have to get on Well, I fought on their card once. So So you fight. Yeah, but I I haven't done an MMA fight with Fight Card Entertainment in like over a year and a half. Oh, wow. Just did a, a, a Muay Thai fight. But the cool thing about Fight Card Entertainment is like if you fight for them, you can go watch their fights for free. Oh, that's awesome. So I'll... Try to weasel my way in there for free. <laughs> I love it, man. Yeah. No, we'll link up. That'll be awesome. Yeah. Will your, will, uh, your brother Kevin be there? Yep. I, he should be there as well. So, yeah, we'll uh, get to meet you, introduce you guys too. He'll, uh, you'll like him. He's a good kid. <laughs> nice. What a cool way for him to kind of expose his brand. I'm sure he'll have the, t- the TNT trials and tribulations right on his chest. Oh, yeah. Well, that's another thing too. Like a lot of the shirts we've helped design as well yeah that's super cool for us too i mean seeing him wearing that out there it is yeah yeah exactly it's you know it's it's the real life you know immersing yourself and seeing what you're doing what you're creating actually you know helping someone else out and what they're doing so yeah it's it's been cool to see that's a sick combination and partnership for you guys because it's i mean he is continuously creating products and changes for mm-hmm. his clients too. And I'm sure when they make requests, he probably reaches out to him. He's like, Hey guys, I've been looking to make this. How can we design something? So you guys meet like pretty often you think, or. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, and like we, uh, the super flexible thing about what we're doing is we're able to do things remotely and yeah. you know, we could connect with him. Like we could just shoot some texts back and forth. Uh, we could spitball some concept ideas to him and, you know, having that, you know, obviously professional aspect to a relationship with a friend makes it easier because you can be very transparent about, you know, what you're liking about certain things, you know, what you want to change and, you know, spitball back and forth versus, you know, kind of crafting a former email and attaching, you know, the documents to something and going back and forth or sharing the Google Drive files. But uh, yeah, no, we, uh, we work with him plenty and help him out with his new products uh, when he launches stuff and help maintain and manage the website too. So yeah, it's, uh, it's been fun. It's uh, whenever I kind of look at businesses, I'm always thinking about like what their clientele might look like, because like, let's say you work with a, uh, like an interior designer, they might work with a lot of probably construction, the same construction workers day after day. If you, if you're a wedding planner, you probably work with the same uh, stylist every single day. So I was like that, I guess for you guys, do you kind of consistently work with and reach out to people who have brands that create new pieces of, uh, let's say, products on a continuous basis to kind of like always have that workflow? Yeah, so we actually, uh, we work in, like I said, a bunch of different niches and sectors. uh, and, And that was initially kind of just a product of us getting out there and getting yeah. uh, 
portfolio because um, you know, backing up a step, a little bit of the background, it's my brother, Kevin, and myself. Kevin is the creative one. He's our director of all the uh, pieces that we touch for the actual branding and designing and kind of creating that whole process and system. And I, I work more on like basically everything else, the business side, the sales, marketing, contract negotiations, invoicing, accounting. And from there, you know, we sort of work in our different pockets and interlap when we need to. Um, you know, like I said, initially we were kind of reaching out and grasping and jumping on any project we could. But now that we've developed more of a consistent client basis, we specialize more on like luxury style brands. So um, real estate's a really good industry for us that we've got people who you know always want to push content for it. So you know we're doing stuff for them. Um, finance industry is another big one that I mean you just want to look like you've got that more modern luxurious style with kind of the stuff you're pushing out there. Um, so like hotel uh, management, um, HTM, that stuff as well. You just you want that upscale classier look and feel to what you're doing and that's the style that my brother has actually a good amount of experience in and so you know now that we've developed an actual client base we're getting money monthly you know, we can sort of be a little pickier and choosier with kind of where we go with that so yeah i'm really glad that you brought that topic up because i feel like a lot of people can resonate with it and especially with myself with where i am in my business is you said that you kind of would, you take any project that would kind of come your way and you, sure. I guess I'm wondering because in my business, I'm, I would say I'm very much so in the infancy stages of my business where like I'm hustling for any chance, you know, anybody that comes my way, I'm like, sure. I'm like my man, I got whatever <laughs> you need. I yeah. can take care of it. And right. I guess would you would you do it again where you would kind of do that style or would you niche right away like you are now that's that's a great question um honestly i i like that we did it the way we did it because it taught us some lessons very early on um you know we weren't really doing as much like diligence with people we weren't really um, you know, putting things in front of people as far as like, you know, having that initial kind of awkward discussion on like payment and, you know, how that is going to break down. And I mean, at the end of the day, that's what everyone's trying to do. Everyone's trying to get paid. Everyone's trying to make a living. So as much as, you know, you want to help people out all the time and, you know, people hear that we're doing this stuff, you know, they're like, hey, you want to des design a whole marketing campaign for us? But, you know, we'll give you a shout out. We'll give you a plug. It's like, well, that's kind of doesn't really help us pay the bills here. So, um, I mean, as far as it would have been nice to have that niche right away. Um, but you know, it takes a while to build that up. And, uh, so, you know, we learned quickly on, you know, how to kind of vet someone and see, you know, if they are capable of paying what, you know, we're worth and, you know, the stuff that we can provide for them. And, um, kind of breaking it down like that. And, you know, we've learned quickly, like we've been able to walk away after a few initial discussions with people because we realized, you know, when, when people are asking you right away, oh, well, you know, I can't really spend over this much. And uh, you're just like, yeah, that's, I mean, I'd love to help you, but this is all we can get for that amount. So um, yeah, it, it was good to learn the lessons. And I mean, I'm sure as you're learning now, you don't know things until you know it. And I mean, yeah. that sounds a little redundant, but um, you know, we're starting and we're getting going. Like I'm, I didn't even know the questions to ask, let alone the answers to the questions of, you know, how to successfully run a business, how to do all the maintenance and operating stuff and finance things, how to get an LLC and how to get a bank established with it. And so, yeah, it's just, uh, it, it's good learning. And, um, you know, that's, I, I try to learn something every day with what we're doing. And, um, I've been pretty successful at that so far for our first, two plus years in business. So that's yeah, been good. Yeah. And I think it's almost a good way of, I guess you could say like sample on the buffet of what you do is uh, when you, you have all those experience and you're like, yes, I'll do this. I'll do this. I'll do this. You're like, 
starting to figure out, okay, I'm probably not going to do that again. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, exactly. Like, well, and we're pretty good. The, the nice part about, I mean, operating with the brother is, I mean, we can be formal when we need to, but we're very blunt. We're very honest with each other. And so, you know, we can go into a client meeting and come out of it and say, okay, this, that, and that went well. And eight and D E and F went completely poorly and you know um or you know we could realize something have a discussion with people and be like well, we're never doing that again like we're completely you know we try one strategy it completely doesn't work we pitch it a certain way that doesn't work and i um, mean you just learn and like i said you just got to kind of go through it at times to realize what work and doesn't work at some point and you because I'm, I'm, I'd be interested to see what the dynamic is for the both of you because of, of how you guys kind of problem solve when you're getting out of those meetings. Because you originally came from a Fortune 500 company, is that right? Yep, correct, yeah. And then he's already kind of worked with a branding company, but somebody else's company. Where, yep. where did you work before? So I worked at Kimberly Clark. So Kleenex, Huggies, Kotex, all that, all the paper products. So. Yeah, it was uh, it, it was cool, kind of how Kevin and I came together to do this because, like, I had the experience. I, I went to business school, did a couple of internships uh, at some good places, and then got the gig I had with Kimberly Clark, and it was great. I mean, um, the corporate life is it's the way a lot of people you know want to live their whole lives, and you know, go to that go to the office every every day and, uh, you know, put in that grind and, you know, have that real structure and, you know, you have your defined roles and responsibilities um, and you can kind of work outside that to some extent. But I mean, at the end of the day, like I realized, you know, five years doing it, I mean, I'm slinging toilet paper and it, it just, you don't get as fulfilled doing something like that. And, um, you know, it was great as far as giving me experience. Like I worked in, our operations department, logistics, sales, finance, category management. So, I mean, I go on the highway and I see trucks driving and I'm thinking to myself, okay, there's 3,300 cubic feet in that truck and it's probably oh, okay. going, you know, however many hundred miles and it's got that license plate. So I, you know, thinking things like that or going to the store and, um, you know, seeing the price tags or the end caps and the sales and knowing the sciences that go behind getting everything to the price you want. So the 45 year old mother of three children grabs it. And um, so doing that was great because it just gave me a wealth of understanding just from everything from a business standpoint. And I mean, by no means, I obviously do I know everything and I'm an expert on all things, but kind of going into your into business for yourself I mean, you do sort of have to be a jack of all trades and, um, you know, I've kind of done that, like worn all the different hats and pull in expertise and, you know, hire people as needed for, you know, certain pieces like um, legal or, you know, when we file our actual taxes, you know, pulling the accountant and making sure we did all the numbers right. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so, I mean, it, it was great. And, uh, you know, Kevin and I got to talking uh, I was kind of in a transitionary period. He was kind of like, I'm at this agency. I'm sort of capped out. You know, they're not going to promote me. It's run by a guy who owns it. Um, and he essentially like laid out a plan for how he could do it better. And I just kind of was sitting there and I was like, what's holding you back from doing it? And he's like, well, money, I don't know how, I don't know the business side of it. And I was just essentially like, if we could, if I could fill all those gaps for you, would you want to do that? And it just became a discussion that happened over a couple months. And next thing we knew, I moved back from Charlotte, North Carolina. He moved from the city. We got together again, and here we are. Oh, I was literally just on the phone with somebody from Charlotte. Really? Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, dang. So you guys, were you just like talking over the phone or you were visiting in, in person kind of when that happened? We were, he had visited me. Um, I think this was around like March of 2017 and we had kind of started airing some grievances about just like where we were at with work. And um, the biggest thing for him as, you know, from a creative standpoint was he's doing all this incredible work, but 
none of it's his. I mean, it all belongs to the guy who's employing him and giving him the computer and the software to do it, which, I mean, that makes sense. It's the exact same thing that, you know, we have right now. And that's your right being, you know, the owners providing the employment and the opportunities for the workers. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's stuff that he doesn't own. And, you know, at the end of the day, he's making someone else richer, whether it's, I mean, money in his pocket or, you know, having all the, the native files for the creative that he's done. And, you know, he owns it all. So um, he was kind of, uh, you know, and, and there was limited room for growth, the smaller agency that he was at. And, you know, he's very thankful and happy for all the opportunities that he got there. But I mean, it was time for him to do something else. And um, so he kind of aired that out to me. And I just kind of spitballed back. And I was like, yeah, I mean, I'm in a spot with work too, where it's just like, you know, I, I see the set path of kind of where you go, you know, in the corporate world and you kind of decide the different routes you want to take and, you know, what your end game is going to be at the group. And, um, you know, it could have been, I saw myself potentially as being a lifer at the company. Um, but I just didn't really, you know, I was at the point where I was up for a new role and they wanted to move me around. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, if I, do this now, I don't think I'll ever turn back. Like, I think it'll just be the continual corporate nine to five and whether it was at the company or somewhere else, um, you know, I just viewed it as, I mean, I, I don't know if that's really what I want to do at the end of the day. And so, yeah, we, um, you know, that initial discussion in person led to a conversation over the phone that led to both of us deciding, Hey, let's look into it and go all in for it. And, yeah, two and a half years later, we haven't killed each other yet, and we're making money. So that's success so far, I think. <laughs> Man, I, I was wondering. I was like, two brothers working together. I was like, I wonder if there's ever any, uh, you know, any tension. Um, there's, there's plenty, and it's, it's, it's positive, I think, um, because we're like I said, we're very blunt and very transparent with each other and with things, and. I think that helps because you don't get like the passive aggressive tension that you might get in a different, in an office setting or, or, I mean, with a boss and employee relationship and we're both business partners, like n neither of us report to each other. Um, but I mean, that being said, you know, he has ownership on the creative aspect of things and I have ownership on the operations of things that we do. So um, there's sometimes, uh, I mean, confusion and discussion and disagreements on both of those parts. But I mean, at the end of the day, and, and we tell each other this, like we want this to succeed and you know, we might be yelling and spitting venom at each other and at each other's throats on, you know, certain issues that come up. But at the end of the day, it's because we're passionate about this and it's because, you know, we have our names on the company and we want it to be, you know, we don't want it to crash and burn. I mean, we don't want to, have done this and left the lives that we did to just do something, you know, 50% and fail at it. So yeah, it's, uh, it's, it happens, but, um, you know, we, we know at the end of the day, obviously we're family, we love each other and we're trying to be successful at this. So yeah, it's been, it, it's a good thing, I think. Yeah, that's cool. When you guys first kind of started chatting and you're about to make that, that leap from, you know, a normal, let's say corporate environment to doing everything on your own. What was kind of the biggest, was the biggest struggle a, you know, doing it on your own and figuring it out was the, was there like a, was it a capital aspect or what do you think was the biggest adjustment? Yeah. I mean, a combination of all that, I mean, you hit the nail on the head with a couple of them. It's, you don't know, like we, we had a couple projects to start it off and one of the biggest reasons we chose this area was because bo both of us were born and raised around here and we have a really good network here and so as we kind of started talking to people and letting people know what we were doing we knew people who said oh I like I have an immediate need for that so um, I mean it was good to kind of have the initial like projects but with what we do, you know, you want to have that, the retainer, the monthly stuff coming in, the contracts with people where, you know, you kind of have that guarantee and can kind of plan off that. And it took us, I, I think we started in August of, uh, 
of 2017. And I don't think it was till March that we had an actual like monthly annual, like a contract that was annual or paid monthly. Um, this March? Gave us, yeah, yeah. So uh, April, so September, October, November, September, January. Yeah, like six, seven months um, before we actually were comfortable having regular income. Mm. And so, you know, just the fear of not having that. And, you know, you get projects that come in that, I mean, are great to have, but, you know, you see the spikes in your numbers for the year. And if it's not recurring clients, then, you know, you can't necessarily count on that business the following year, quarter, month, or what have you. Um, So just not having that security, I mean, just the mental fear of having to dive in and and do that. Um, I mean, also like we, not knowing it was, I mean, somewhat of a barrier, um, I was able to kind of uh, basically get out there and do the research and um, figure out the things we needed to just to kind of get going. And, and once again, that's why it was so kind of effective having the dual partnership with Kevin and myself, because, I mean, he does things and knows things about the industry, about like specific software and the design world in general that I, I speak at it, I mean, at a somewhat intermediate level, but he's just got that knowledge. He's been doing it for, you know, the last 10 years of his life. So, um, and vice versa, like he wouldn't know where to start as far as getting a business going, setting up a business plan, getting a financial forecast model put in place, running accounting, knowing how to deduct things, what you can deduct. Um, and so, you know, it just works well. And, um, but yeah, it's, I mean, it's definitely a challenge and, and, like I said, it was more so mental than anything else. Just being able to accept the fact that for a time, like, I mean, we're making significantly substantially less than where we were at. And you just got to accept that and use that as motivation to work hard and get to the point where you want to get and be comfortable. Yeah. I think when you get get to a point and accept that, you know, you're, your income is going to dip and you're going to be spending a lot of money and investing time. You just have to be patient for the, for the longer term payoff. Yep. That's exactly right. Yeah. When you guys were kind of going through that six month transition before you're like, Hey, we don't have this kind of, you know, consistent monthly flow going. Was there ever a time when you guys were like, man, I don't know if this is going to work out. Oh, absolutely. And it, it, you just sit there and I mean, you're, you're grinding, you're hustling, you're working on these projects. And, and I mean, we were taking things and I mean, we were selling ourselves so short from, um, you know, what we're worth and what we should have been getting versus what we actually did get. And it was, it was just to, I mean, to build the portfolio and to have some income. And I mean, you asked about kind of, um, you know, niching early on versus kind of taking everything. Um, you know, I, I think if I could go back and do it again, I would have been more, uh, a little less open to taking projects for less money and more, um, you know, rigid with like our price points and kind of where we were at with things. Um, because, you know, we're, we're working on projects that we're getting paid, you know, 50 times more now than what we were, you know, two years ago when we started. So, um, initially, you know, when we're, we're working on these projects and getting seemingly nothing for them, that's when it's like, man, like, I don't, I don't know if this is going to be sustainable. Like, I don't know how we're going to be able to make a living doing this. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, like I said, it, it, it's a hustle. It's, it's a grind. I mean, Chicago hustle, you get it. And you know, that's how it is. And, um, you know, we, we were able, like I said, it, it was good having the both of us because we balance really well off each other with, I mean, sometimes, you know, he'd be having bad days with things and I could kind of be there to stabilize him. I mean, sometimes it's the other way where you know, I'm going out to events and going on sales calls and talking to people and reaching out and, you know, just getting the door slammed in my face for, you know, one, two, three straight weeks. And, you know, he's there and, building me up and reeling me back in. So yeah, it was, it's good having the two of us in it together. Cause I mean, at the end of the day, we're both accountable for our success. Yeah. And I think that 
I, and I know for, you know, speaking to myself is when you're starting your business and this has been huge for me. And, and I literally had this conversation with myself this morning when I was reaching out to my, you know, my current clients and my, you know, uh, prospecting for new individuals to work with. And because I work with a mix of let's, you know, let's say you have those lower end projects, you get paid a little bit less. And now you're kind of like you were saying, you're starting to get paid, you know, 50 times more now. And for me, it was, I, I have those two. I have those aspects in my life as well. And I, I was like sitting there to myself, you know, cause sometimes when you're, you're running your business, you really have to like motivate yourself and be disciplined every single day. Cause it's just you for you guys. It's just yep. you and your brother. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, you know, I had to say to myself this morning, I, you know, like I show up here every day. Mm-hmm. I'm the man I'm putting the work in. I, I am 100% worth this. I am worth this because, you know, when you're doing that stuff, you're like, man, do, do I, am I really worth blank of what I'm charging? Right. Um, exactly. But when you're in the office and there's nobody else around and you're the one putting the work in every day, you're like, yeah, I am the fucking guy. Absolutely. And, and that's, I mean, that's the biggest thing. And we're, we're saying that to ourselves. We're like, you know, do we really charge? Like, is this how much we should charge? Like, can we do this? And I mean, at the end of the day with what we provide and the services we give and the experience that we have behind it. Yeah. Like, absolutely. For yourself, for us. I mean, we've, we've put in the time, we have the knowledge, we have the experience to provide that. And yeah, at, at the end of the day, you just got to find the right people who are willing to, you know, join that partnership with you and understand and recognize that worth. Yeah. And when you talk about kind of like, you know, getting, getting the door slammed in your face, like keeping plugging away, networking every single day, you know, because there's going to be so many people that you reach out to that, you know, my flavor, the way that I do business is not going to be, it's not going to vibe with everybody. And it's mm-hmm. going to be the same with you guys. So it's just like, you have to be willing to accept that all of those, I guess, rejections because, um, and, and those rejections are fine because you're like, okay, well then, then these people just aren't the individuals that I should be serving. Absolutely. And that's, you know, one thing that once again, I, I mentioned where, you know, we'll go out of a meeting or we'll kind of have a briefing after a project or after something happens with someone. And it's just like, yeah, like we're not going to work with those people or we're not going to partner with these people or we're not going to hire those people again, just because we've had, I mean, the poor experiences and um, yeah, like not everyone is compatible with each other. I mean, we've, it's crazy when we'll go from like one meeting that, you know, we're sitting there for, you know, three, four, five hours going through ideas and concepts and you know, just sitting there and it's a painstaking process and um, kind of with what we're doing, sometimes people want to, people think they're experts in like branding and marketing and they just, they view it from the aspect of like, okay, what does my personal, eye, like my personal eye test say on this? What's my preference? And they don't think of it from a standpoint of, you know, what's my, what does my client want to see? What's going to resonate with, you know, who I'm trying to get this message out to. So it's like, they're pushing these things and saying these things and we're sitting there as the experts, like, you know, you should not be, yeah, I don't know how, one, how you got the role you have, but you know, you shouldn't be pushing, you know, the kind of spins you're trying to take on this. And um, it's a fine line because you got to, you can't really bite back too hard if someone's paying you, you know, to come in and help you out and help push their idea. But um, in the same aspect, you know, we'll walk to a meeting like that for three, four, five hours, go somewhere for, you know, 20 minutes to check in with someone. And they're like, this is perfect. Like you're doing exactly what we need. Like just more of this and we're good. And it's just like, you know, that, those are the people we want to work with more. And yeah. um, what, what's been good. And I, I will go back again to the point I made about kind of niching versus taking everything is you realize that when you work with the different kinds of people and um, you can kind of recognize the patterns earlier on of um, you know who you think is going to be a good fit who's going to be a good partner and I mean obviously you want to make money however you can when you're in business for yourself um, especially when I mean you may or may not have opportunities coming at you left and right but at the end of the day if you can do 
I mean, if you could work on a project, get paid the same amount, if not more for working a third less, just because you're not doing, you know, BS back and forth with someone, then, you know, that's the kind of people you work with. That's the people you partner with. That's how you make more money and scale up. So yeah, it's a, it's a learning curve, but I mean, you take it as it comes. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like whenever I, I work with somebody, I'm so, and you're probably the same way. May possibly you can tell me if I'm wrong because you kind of, you take care of a clientele. I'm super hands off. Like when I don't have to, cause I'm, I'm taking care of people all day. So like, as soon as I need something I'm like here, just take this for me, please. Could you just, yeah, <laughs> right. yeah no, I, and it, it's similar. I mean, it, it kind of, it's different with like the different clients that we have. Um, we have some clients that love working with me and hate working with Kevin. We have other clients that uh, the exact opposite is true. And um, it, it, it's, we have similar personalities, but um, you know, sometimes one of us takes a backseat on things and, you know, some clients need to be managed and need to be, you know, need to have the, you know, constant, like, okay, this is where everything's at. This is when you'll expect things. Um, you know, this is when you'll get all these deliverables. Others are just like, take care of it, make sure it's done right, you know, have a checkpoint whenever and we'll be good to go. So um, I do like, I like the more kind of hands-off stuff, but um, you know, there's times where I need to kind of have my, you know, be in the trenches and have my hands deep in the project just to kind of make sure that it's up to the standard of the personnel and decision makers we're dealing with. So what does that scope look like when somebody, so when somebody does come to you for your services, I'm sure they're all few and far between might, it might be like, you know, one-off individuals that just need something specific. And then you have ongoing clients. What does that kind of all look like? Yeah. So, I mean, you kind of said we find like someone who's got a specific need for what we do and we kind of sit there and gauge, I mean, the scale of what it is like, um, I mean, say like, a quick social media post versus like a template that could be a recurring thing that someone could use over and over versus like a logo creating a whole new logo and look and feel versus like a full on branding projects so that was taken from smallest to biggest. Um, you know, we sort of go through and identify, you know, what it is specifically that they want. And initially, you know, we work on obviously showing how we can, do that, provide that one piece for someone. And then um, kind of based on that, based on those conversations, we see, engage and feel if it would be a need for them to have something bigger, some more, I mean, polished stuff, um, you know, bigger essentially service package from us. And, you know, we want it to make sense. Um, obviously, we're trying to sell what we're doing. We want to get to a point where, you know, we're taking care of more things for these uh, organizations that we'll work with. But um, I mean, at the end of the day, if, if they don't need it, they don't need it. If they don't want it, they don't want it. And if they don't have the budget for it, you know, they're, they're going to push back. So kind of identifying all those pieces and figuring out, okay, where do we think you have room for improving your digital presence, improving your design stuff? Um, so, you know, we'll, we'll go through and we'll like look at people's social media. We'll look at their websites. We'll look at their branding, their logos and, and all different pieces of that aspect. And if we can kind of identify and say, you know, Hey, these people could use a change in everything. Um, you know, that's something that we might bring up with them after, you know, we complete an initial project or, um, you know, do a few things for them. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's a good way to, you know, we're not just going out there cold selling people everything who, you know, may or may not even know what it is we're doing or, um, you know, have groups, have people that take care of all that. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's been good. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess while you've been working with your brother, I know you're on one side and then he's kind of on the creative side. Are you, I mean, have you kind of started to like pick up on certain things when it comes to learning about the branding then? Oh, it's like, it, it's fun actually. Like I've gotten to like put my hands in some of the projects. Like I'll work, um, and, and, I mean, obviously creative and creating the look and feel on things. Like he'll, 
he'll be the one doing that. And he obviously has the sign off on everything, but like I can go in some of the um, smaller things that we do or like the menial uh, projects and I can actually like do a little bit of the web design and I can do some of the like email templating build outs and I can kind of, um, one of the things that in my previous role and previous life, like continuous improvement was, you know, the a good buzzword that they had for basically getting better every day. And like, I love that. And I've taken that to heart with kind of what we're doing now. So I like sitting in on that and looking at what he does and his processes, because I can maybe identify small things that, Hey, like, why don't you save it this way? Why don't you, um, just put all the things in this drive so you're not having all this back and forth and um, kind of getting processes put in place to, I mean, to make everything we're doing more efficient and better. And so, yeah, through that, I've gotten to learn a lot with everything about branding and everything about design and Adobe and Illustrator, um, MailChimp, WordPress, Squarespace, all those fun design and digital website stuff. So, uh, it's been cool. Like I said, it's, it's, it's stuff I've had familiarity with. I, I did some uh, like category management branding stuff in my prior life, but doing it at a corporate level versus working hands-on with the actual design process is, I mean, day and night. So yeah, it's been awesome. Like I said, learn something every day. Whenever I have people on the podcast and I feel so fortunate before I had you on, I was, I was super excited to, to do the interview. Cause I, I, I have the, um, I'm very fortunate to sit in front of business owners every single day and learn stuff about their business, how they came up their story. And, uh, I don't know if you ever heard of this phrase, but it's called like, uh, R and D rip off and duplicate. Okay. <laughs> uh, so that you're just stealing people's like ideas essentially. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. not like their brand or whatever, but like, you know, the things that they've used to help them be successful, uh, R and D it's something that like, I think excites me about doing these shows. Cause I'm like, man, I'm wondering what I could R and D today to use for <laughs> myself. And I know yeah. your brother, Kevin is like the, you know, more so on that side, but you dabble with it. Um, what do you think about like, if you guys were to make an adjustment with like my, my brand, the Chicago hustle, I wonder like, I'm always like, man, I wonder how my brand comes off to people you know dude i here's the thing i love like what you're doing is awesome and like having that specific niche for this area and getting people in front of i mean your audience and your viewership um what you're doing is great you're pushing the right content too and the biggest thing that like we work with people and try to explain to them on social media is you need to be able to connect with people and people need to see you doing things like you're in your car, you're with your coffee, you're talking about things that you're doing on a daily basis. I saw you training and fighting the other day. And that's, that's really what you need to do to get the stuff. Like you found your niche, you found the people that you're trying to grow with. So, I mean, like I said, I'm blown away, man. Like I'm, honored to be here and happy to be here. So I think what you're, what you got and what you're doing is spectacular right now. Um, as far as like, what, so what are there like certain types of business in general that you're trying to attract or are you, um, like what, what, if you could have like your specific, like your audience that you want to be just tapping into, who would that be right now? Yeah, I guess. And that's something that I, kind of struggled with when I first started the, the Chicago hustle. Cause it was like, Oh, sometimes I'd have business owners on, sometimes I wouldn't. And, um, I'm sure that's a lot of times the thing that, you know, people struggle with that come to you when they're trying to, you know, brand themselves is like, all right, who or what am I or my company going to be? Right. And, um, I guess for me, that's a really good question. Um, I mean, I guess I'm trying to, um, myself as in an entrepreneur, I have my own struggles that I deal with every day. And I guess I want to be able to like connect with an audience that I'm going to relate to the most. And if, I guess if you read my title of my podcast, it would say like, you know, highlighting the struggles and the successes 
of, you know, Chicagoans pursuing their, you know, their passion. And because that's what I do every single day. So I want to be able to have a platform for other people that are doing the same thing so that we can have content that might help other people that are in the same situation. I mean, that's perfect. And like, honestly, like for me personally, like having something like this to see, like as I was getting going and, and the biggest piece too, is I think the struggles, like that's something I would highlight too. Like, obviously you, you see successful people on, you know, podcasts and things all the time. And they talk about how great everything is and how, you know, sure. magical. <laughs> sure. you know and, um, I mean, the struggle pieces, I mean, that's huge. That's most of it, especially for entrepreneurs or even the young professionals in general. Um, so yeah, like highlighting that is something that like, I think helps resonate a lot with people and seeing that, yeah, it's, it does take that work and it does take that, you know, the, the door slammed in your face and not being able to kind of get everything, um, you know, just the first, second, third, fourth, fifth time around. And, you know, it takes, learning it takes the practice it takes the hard work um yeah that's all great i love it how does business school because you went to business school how does that compare to actually being in business honestly uh, i went to purdue and the thing that i loved about their program uh, well I, many things actually um you know it, it's funny because like being at purdue it was interesting because you it's a highly prestigious academic school from a, I mean, public state school standpoint and their engineering programs top notch. I mean, biomedical engineering, chemical engineering, um, all the ag sciences are really strong there. Um, pharmacy, they've got a really good pharmacy program. And so like, you know, I, I felt that in aerospace, other thing, like it was interesting because I lived with a bunch of engineers and I felt like they sort of pocketed me and like, oh, business school's not, that's so easy. Like you're not, you're, you're a joke. You don't need to study. You don't need to do anything. And um, you know, what I think a lot of people don't get is that it's a lot of problem solving and what Purdue did. And I know a lot of other business schools, uh, you know, ones that are successful, what they do is push those problem solving skills in whatever field of study they have. And, um, you know, at Purdue, at Craner School of Management, it was problem solving and problem solving with teams. So I had a wealth of experience doing that just through the classes and regiment that I had. Um, so that just got me a lot of exposure. And as I started working in the professional world, it, obviously it wasn't the exact same cases or studies that you know i had been doing but it's like okay well i take these kind of these principles of what i learned there and how i interacted with the team and you know how we kind of get to a conclusion that makes sense and you know that will get us to a point where you know we're solving the problem whether on the exam or i mean in the real world business life so um from that standpoint uh like i said it's there's a lot of sciences with it as far as like the math and you know, things behind putting a business plan together and, you know, going over the financials you need to, to be profitable and to, um, you know, to know when you need to take out a loan versus, um, you know, when you got to self-fund it. And yeah, it's, uh, so like I said, it, I don't think I'd be able to have um, to gotten to the point I'm at if um, i didn't have the experience in the corporate world and tying back to, I don't think I would have been able to got where I was in the corporate world if I didn't have the stuff I did through business school. So um, I, yeah, I personally thought it was a really positive experience. I didn't know what I wanted to do at age 18. Like I think 95 Yo, yeah. people uh, feel the same way. So, uh, so yeah, it was a, it turned out being a good move for me. That's cool to hear because I, I personally didn't go to business school. I actually, I majored in uh, criminal justice and psychology. So we're, you know, life is completely different. And, yeah. <laughs> you know, same boat where I, you know, right when I started school, it uh, didn't really have any idea what I wanted to do till you know, a larger part later on. But, you know, hearing that that's what your school or academic life was like, that's exactly what business is. You're just, you're continuously solving a problem for somebody and uh, be in those situations where it's, it's so 
it's a real aspect of life. Like my, even my girlfriend, she has a class, uh, a nego- business negotiations or something like that. And she says, literally, we'll, we'll sit up there, we'll have a scenario and I'll sit in front of somebody and we're negotiating in front of the class. And I was like, wow, that's a real moment. And it, it was, <laughs> did, you guys have, did you guys have something similar to that? We, um, I'm trying to think at, we, we did like some game theory stuff, thinking back on like some of the economics classes we took. Um, uh, it, it, a little bit of the negotiation stuff. Um, that's, is she an MBA program? She's uh, in marketing with like an emphasis in sports management. So they do like, okay. yeah. That's, that's awesome. Um, a little bit, but that, honestly, it's something that uh, I do wish I had more experience with prior to my job at Kimberly-Clark and now. Um, I worked on the, like when I worked with buyers from like the grocery stores or retail stores that would put our products you know, on shelf and we had contract negotiations with them and they're trying to get different margins on things because they know they could get certain ones from our competitors, but they can't say who they can't say what the rates are. So, um, and you know, we have to get to a certain point to be profitable. And so, you know, it's the back and forth, it's the game of that. And I mean, similar with what we do now where, you know, we're trying to get obviously as favorable, I mean, uh, means for us to have a successful contract when we're, either for a project or an annual basis. Um, you know, one of our recurring clients, he puts it best every time I go into contract, contract negotiations with him, he tells me, I'm doing what's best for me, you're doing what's best for you. Every time, you know, we're having disagreements on things, it's, I mean, yeah, like, that's it, what it is. Um, but that's good. I mean, that's, it's something I wish, yeah, we did have more of, but uh, yeah, it's, it's the way it is. Absolutely. Well, Chris, thank you so much for being on our show. Before we head out here, where can everybody kind of find you for your services, Instagram, fill us all in? Yeah. So, I mean, you say the website or just Google Blaney Creative LLC, easy enough for that to pop us up. Our Instagrams where we push a lot of our stronger content that we like. So yeah, reach us out either website or online via Instagram too. So yeah, it'd be excellent. All right. Well, Blaney Creative, thank you so much. And uh, I am sure Kevin uh, had some other stuff to do. But, uh, you know, even having just one of you guys on here was cool. And, um, you know, I've never actually done a podcast with <laughs> two people on here. So I'm just, right, sure. that, that would be very interesting. But anyway, <laughs> thank you so much for being on the show. And I'll, uh, I'll talk to you soon. Great. Sounds good. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Chicago Hustle with your host, Edward Terrace. If you or someone you know would like to share their story on our podcast, you can head over to Instagram at the Chicago Hustle and fill out the link in our bio. To follow my Chicago Hustle, you can head over to Instagram at Edward Terrace along with my weekly vlog on YouTube.